0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Basically I Am Your Host Stephanie Preisner, and another episode for you this week that the listeners have called for. With me in studio I have Jane Hare who is a counsellor and psychotherapist with a particular interest in ADHD and particularly in women. Jane, do you only work with people who have ADHD or are you sort of like more of a general psychotherapist or counsellor? Yes, um, I
1: work with clients, um, those who have ADHD and equally those who don't and my interest with in particular with um ADHD comes i suppose from my personal um experience um of of being diagnosed later in life as an adult female what age were you diagnosed
0: I, was, I, I think I was 38 39 oh, I'm wow. 45 now so yeah it was around yeah and what made six. you seek that diagnosis that late
1: i think i really was, I I suppose it was an overwhelming, a chronic overwhelming feeling of just being overwhelmed. And. I wasn't depressed, funny enough, or I wasn't anxious, Mm -hmm. Um, but I felt there was
0: something that just wasn't right. And is that like in day to day things like you would get overwhelmed by tasks or just Mm. like like specific things or just a general sense of like God the world is a lot? Um <laughs> yeah.
1: well, the world is a lot, but it was probably um it was after my third I have three children, so it was after my third child and um I was working like uh, lots of come here, like lots of working moms I was working, I was um you know, trying to look, trying to look after the home and, um, you know, keep up with things and send emails, simple things, send emails, um, you know, feed the kids, just normal day to day, uh, run of the mill things. But that I found very difficult and I couldn't understand why I am, um, why I couldn't, you know, do those simple things that I was comparing myself to what I thought were you know neuro, well neurotypicals my, my peers and it just didn't seem so difficult for other people Like what kinds of things? Like juggling everything or specific things? From first thing getting up in the morning like um, you know organising planning your day um, following through um, and equally the underlying part was just a general self sense of just I wasn't achieving what I I wanted to, and and that's not like saying that I, you know, my th- three kids and they hadn't learned, you know, Spanish by the time they're two. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, realistic, yeah. but it was just a general sense of of feeling like something was missing. And i I to be honest with you, Stephanie, I'd always felt that, like but since a kid, I'd always felt different, and I'd always felt like I was on the outside experiencing life of other people you know looking in and and come here listen i'm 45 so so in in my day it was um there was the the kids in the classroom who were uh if they were rowdy there wasn't really many like it wasn't these you know developmental con- or near developmental conditions weren't weren't um, weren't around like the first um, ADHD even research paper I think was conducted on females in 2002 so I left school when wow yeah 1990
0: something 6 and when you were in school were you like, did you fit a particular profile? Like, were you? Because, OK, so my understanding of ADHD, and I think there are a lot of myths about it, mm-hmm. is that it is particularly in boys. They're the boys who are like standing yeah. on the chairs, climbing up the walls, like really hyperactive. Absolutely. yeah. That's... Children who who in who when I was in school would just be called troublemakers, which mm-hmm. is really, you know, really unfair now that we know that actually. Mm. They're not troublemakers. They're just processing things differently. So do girls fit that? Did you fit that same profile? And Mm -hmm. then we can, I suppose, talk about the more general female description, but we can talk about your lived experience first.
1: Yeah, no, I would say I was, I was a people pleaser in school. (laughs) Um, Weren't we all? And yeah, and I was, um, I I did struggle academically. Um, I would have had, now, what I would call learning difficulties, but at the time, I uh, you know, but I, I definitely did struggle academically,
0: and reports would confirm that. Um, and was that like in, in both like yeah. spelling tex- tests and maths, or like in one particular area, like were you good at art? Did you have other uh, interests that uh, looking back? And this is all on reflection, yeah.
1: Yes. Um, and on reflection, no, I absolutely loved, um. Uh, when I when I loved something, um, I loved French um, because I had gone on an exchange. I remember and I was immersed and I loved the language. I loved the croissants. I loved everything. So, so when I was immersed in something, when I was passionate about it, I was actually very good at it. So, yes, no, adored French, still would love French, um, loved home economics. But then things like maths failed miserably a few times in my leaving search. And um, yeah, so. I would have struggled in paying attention to things that I found uninteresting. So for example Irish um you know we all need to learn the tenses or you know you need yes. to learn you need to have because we're tested in sixth year on our um on our knowledge and that as a result leads to maybe going to college or not or whatever what, whatever you choose to do. And I would have because I struggled with something. Um, or I hadn't an interest in it, I then uh, would have been looking out the window, probably daydreaming. Mm-hmm. Now, you wouldn't have known if you were a teacher in the class, you wouldn't have known that Jane wasn't paying attention. Um, but at the end of the year, results would have shown, shown. That, that she'd checked out somewhere. So so that's, that's often how it looks um, when it is... Um, when it is nuanced by and again I would have hidden a lot like I was embarrassed that I couldn't keep up to be brutally honest so so I hid a lot you know I wouldn't have if somebody had said Jane do you understand or I would have said yes because I didn't want to uh, stand out I didn't want to um, to be different to
0: my to my um, peers to to the others so and the things that are in place now for children with ADHD Mm -hmm. I guess so the, you know there's like different learning routes for them and there's learning supports for them um, and, and, and they're allowed to take breaks and different things we can get to those how important is it to identify mm. the different I guess signs of ADHD because unless you're identifying the signs you're not going to be able to get the diagnosis which means you won't be able to get the help right so true, and, that's and if your child is sitting quietly in the corner they're not being the squeaky wheel that's going to get the attention. Yeah. So yeah. it's really important, isn't
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. And and what you just said earlier about that, you know, our, when we think of ADHD automatically, and this is through no fault of, you know, this is just society. We think of that, you know, seven, eight year old boy running around. Classroom. You think of Dennis Menace. Like that's yeah, what I yeah, think yeah, of yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of a boy. Absolutely. And so, so you don't, if we are not understanding and if we are, If we believe something is a certain way, like, you know, that seven year old, then the teacher isn't going to be looking out for the quiet kid who um, who is 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 just, you know, slipped under the radar. They're not noticed. And if they're not noticed at a young age, um, then they're not going to they're not going to stand out. They're not going to then be maybe, um, um, you know, assessed at a young age. And here's the thing. ADHD, when understood and when treated it actually can be I wouldn't go started saying a gift but it's it actually can be a really good thing mm-hmm. um you know and, and that's I suppose why it's so difficult for for people to to understand because it's two sides of the coin you can have a lot of the prison population is they say with with um, up to I think 25% with people who have ADHD which is really sad because equally you have entrepreneurs you have people who are you know the Nobel Peace, Peace Prize um, mm-hmm. winners entrepreneurs they have ADHD so how can one condition have two just very different sides and I think that's and that's understandable why why people
0: don't you know, take it so seriously. And well, it seems understandable that like if you have been not diagnosed and you've grown up your whole life, Mm. not fitting in, you know, being told off because you're not paying attention, like being, feeling ashamed because you're not achieving the things that other people have achieved, measuring Mm. yourself against neurotypical people, you're going to have self-esteem issues and and a number of mental health issues that could have been avoided. By having a diagnosis that allowed you into so true. you know that allowed you to be understood and here's the thing, because you're an adult,
1: and what you've just said there, you've put words and you're you are articulating what a person may feel as an adult grown- up, right mm-hmm. but they don't know that, so they if they're undiagnosed, they're labeling may be labeling themselves you know thick, stupid, inept, weird, um odd um, and
0: those labels and those words are far really more damaging. damaging. Yeah. So what are the things? So um, with is there a broad and I don't want to genericize people, mm. is there a broad diagnosis? Like, are there broad um, markers to look out for between that are different in boys and girls? Uh, they OK. Often, or can them? Yes. like Can the girl um, can the girl menu be applied to boys? If you know what I mean? I do.
1: Um, so so ADHD, inattentive ADHD, and um, that's a uh, often um, diagnosed in females um, and in girls and and that's because often the symptoms of ADHD the characteristics of ADHD that was yeah, <laughs> um, they are um, they are nuanced in, in females right and they're internalized. So for example just say the hyperactivity that a boy might be running around the classroom, the girl may be internalizing that and she may never stop thinking. She may never stop overthinking. She may never stop um, daydreaming, thinking of, of, of just uh, of not focusing on, on things and being carried away with those distractions. So, so it doesn't look like the classic ADHD, um, and and that's so so they they would. Generally, um, and in a lot of cases, um, inattentive ADHD would be would be in in, in diagnosed in females. And um, that's not always the case, but often it is. And it's it's that hyperactivity that 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 often leads to that boy being diagnosed or um, or receiving um, a diagnosis at a younger age and therefore doesn't have the challenges that um, a in an adult maybe does have because they've. Received an early diagnosis, so they're not going, you know, through life thinking that they're um, y- or maybe ha- you know experiencing low self esteem or or just a general sense of underachieving. And mm-hmm. I'd say that's a real marker. If it, it's 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 a feeling of just not being where you really feel you could be and you could be very
0: successful that doesn't mean you're failing it just means that there's something missing there's a gap between what you know your potential is and what the, the state you currently are in and when you say inattentive ADHD does that mean that there are different clarifications like there are different types of ADHD. There are indeed. Yeah, so there are three types of um ADHD and
1: um attentive ADHD is often ex- that's you know the hyperactivity. Um that is and the characteristics are often um they can be impulsive, um they can be disorganized. Um now here's the thing, you see when I say those words I bet you there's people at home going, Sure, we can all be a bit impulsive or we can all be a little bit hyperactive or we can all get distracted from time to time. Just <laughs> focus. Um, but with ADHD, it is when a person is, it, it, it's 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 a chronic impairment. These characteristics are are impacting their day to day life. Um, that it is it's not something that just after a good sleep or something or, you know, I don't know, um,
0: getting a new planner that your life was different or, or, you know, it's more about the pattern. Like, yes, we all have inattentive days and yes, we can all be disorganized. But on average, this is not a chronic. This is like something that is the exception to the rule for neurotypical people. That's it. And and that's why I think it's very difficult to to recognize in
1: people as well, because everybody experiences some of these, some of these things. So. You know what makes somebody with ADHD, um, you know, seek a diagnosis. Just say as an adult, um, is often, you know, what you described there very well. The, the kind of the the low self esteem, the um, just just a general sense of not um of not of of just underachieving, uh, and and often we internalize that, and it's it's a feeling, a deep sense of shame, and a just feeling like, you know. Just that it's it doesn't have to be so difficult, and you know it's often it can it can be in adults and in females it can be, it, you know, cl- clinicians doctors they often aren't familiar with the um with with what it looks like um in females so therefore they might be diagnosed as depression because it is depressing if you're underachieving it's your know, yeah, reality, yeah. um you know they may have anxiety because you know when am i going to when am i going to mess up again when am i going to put my foot in it when am i going to um when am i going to be found out so so it's often it's often misdiagnosed and i i think that's the the, the part that once just it it's it's very misunderstood it's very very um the the research is all on and it's established on males so um
0: when we don't, so we're measuring have, these girls by a male metric, and
1: absolutely they're not meeting it. But it's different uh, actually, in women. And Stephanie, it's like you know we're measuring right, a forty-five year old, just say female. Um, we're comparing that forty-five year old female. We're measuring her against just say that you know eight or nine year old boy running around. So so of course at forty-five or or You're whatever age those criteria. No, because you've also as well you know you've 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 learned different coping mechanisms, which which um which allow you to hide it. And, yeah. you know, we, we see where, you know, you can see how other people behave. So it's often
0: it's it's learned behaviors. Um so which girls, I think also in su- studies have shown like girls are much easier or find mm. it much easier to mask because the way that they watch mm. their peers and, and the way that society has sort of very structurally cha- like forced them into being has allowed them to mask these these symptoms that is very very true and i think that that's because
1: there's a there is a gender difference you know between males and females mm-hmm. right so it is going to be uh, those hormones um it, it is going to look different um you know, just you know, if you look at kind of perimenopause, or if you look at you know teenagers, they the, they can be times when females are often um, identified when they kind of go something's different here, and that teenage, you know, kind of you know premenstrual as well. Um, so hormones play a part. Um, we are different to males, and, and that's not me. Uh, you know, saying we can't do, but we yeah. are.
0: We are biologically different. Different.
1: We, biologically different.
0: And so I think what we'll do is we'll come to um, how people get diagnosed. But bring I'm just going to bring you back to we, we went through one of the types of ADHD, but you said there were three. Am I right? Yes, there are. So what's the second one? So the second one then is so there's the inattentive type, which is often um,
1: recognized in females. Um, and then this can um this can be equally as i said um in, in in males as well and then there's the attentive type which is the more hyperactive um the more hi- hyperactive um type
0: and then there's the combined type which is a mix of of both and does that um, mean that like sometimes you can pay attention and sometimes you can't <laughs> control that or what is like what does the combined look like because so it can be a very good question yeah
1: it can be it's it's combined type is is when you can be hyperactive but what I mentioned there it can be internalized that oh, activity right, okay. so so it's like your mind never stops, you may have difficulty sleeping, you're not running around um trying to like I'm not sitting here um you know asking to to walk around here or, yeah. or to you know and I would have a combined type and but it's it's internally what's going on mm-hmm.
0: um in the mind that 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 looks different and what but you it, can't see that you see so, no yeah yeah and that that is and you know that's why you can't just blame teachers because a lot of the times mm. these things are put down on, on parents or teachers for not spotting it sooner but you know it, it must be quite difficult if your child has a very hyperactive mind yeah you know that, that can be that can be hard to be like are they just imaginative they love mm. playing they love you know going playing imagination games but if, you know to actually differentiate that between a, a clinical diagnosis is difficult so that's what is very the, true yeah what is the process then of of getting diagnosed like for you and then for children what do they what do they do how do they diagnose it is it like a questionnaire it is and this is the thing
1: because it is yes and it's it's a history right and it's so there is no um, test you can take as in like you know blood test that you know yes. okay you have ADHD or you don't it's um it's it's from gathering as an adult just say in the case of um, myself it's 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 gathering information um, through my history, or or through a person's history, and that's the thing. So, what it looks like if somebody comes in to the doctor and says, "I'm always late," like they're not going to receive a diagnosis of ADHD. Yeah, and, and I think that's what people often, you know, oh, they're always late, or they're very difficult to or you know, it's really difficult to organize and plan. They must have ADHD. That's not the case at all. It's the it's 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 an amalgamation of all of the characteristics, um of ADHD and and equally your internal lived experience and I would say it's the internal lived experience actually that the 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 behaviors that's what often um it's it's very missed that's what's missed
0: because that's not understood you know. So what does that what do you mean by that like what kind of internal.
1: So how we perceive the the world or how the world perceives us is it's it's we all wear masks. We all, you know, there's a persona. We often all um, we learn our behaviours. But that's very different to, I would say, what what's going on internally in somebody with them in somebody's mind with ADHD and and how we cope with that is different for everybody. It can be and that's that's the thing. It can be, you know, it, it, addiction can be um, can be a way of coping with um the the struggles, eating disorders is very you mentioned with females, uh, with it can be it can be um it can be a way of, of numbing the pain, um self-harm. Um so so these are all um conditions in their own right and that's the thing that it's often um it, it can be another it it can be something else that brings them to um to to seek um to seek help and then when they go to the doctor to say th- the adult because so did you like start with your GP was that your first port of call I did but I went with and this is the I think actually maybe the good part of ADHD because I wasn't taking no for an answer so so I was very sure Um I remember listening to a podcast actually um, and the it was the characteristics of ADHD in females and it just was like, you know, something uh, I felt understood. I felt somebody had described me and 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 my experiences. And that was very, very once I had that information, I couldn't let that go. Yeah. So so I knew that there was there was something. But it's much better now. That was that was um that was over 7 8 years ago but at the time um, there wasn't a huge amount of information or resources available so and it was like a lot of it was in the the states um and and i just i just knew that it was um something that i couldn't um just accept if they said no and actually i did go for my first um so, so my gp excuse me she um then referred me to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist then um the first uh, person I went to actually said, "Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, 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 no, and I'm not too sure." And, and they said, "No, they didn't think." Um, I ticked all the boxes, and that was absolutely fine. Can you remember what the boxes were,
0: or that they didn't think you were ticking? again because I was female,
1: so I wasn't hyperactive, I wasn't fidgety, I wasn't, I wasn't. Um, I have, I, you know, I've learned through the years to be a certain way, and 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 that's you know because I've learned to be a certain way, which we all do. But but so so I am very aware of how it can look, you know, to to that hyperactive mind or or, or fidgeting or, or jumping from points and and just difficulty in focusing. Because
0: it seems like with like with the ADHD is ADHD a spectrum as well. Yes, as, it yeah, is. Absolutely, so like, yeah, it's a neurodevelopmental condition so um, Like the ADHD spectrum. Uh-huh. Like people who are on different levels of it. Yeah. Neurotypical people are able to intuitively know how to be in a social situation. Yeah neuro non-typical people depending on the spectrum mm-hmm. and depending on how far along some of them might be able to go okay so everyone in this room is sitting still so I better do that too even though this is really hard for me but I suppose I'll do it because everyone else is doing it and I don't want to get in trouble mm-hmm. and then depending on how f- maybe maybe that isn't something that you're able to control if you're further down the spectrum but it seems that being able to to it's not intuition it's observation it's learned it's kind of a so trauma true. response mm-hmm. and that because of that people are like oh actually you don't tick the box but they don't realise the immense personal <laughs> cost to you of like this is exhausting like is this normal for people so that is so true and
1: that's something that I personally believe I, I would um, and I would see with clients and, and myself that social interaction that you just touched on there the social skills I think people with ADHD, the only way I can describe it is we must have been out from, I I must have been sick that day. They were thought because that doesn't come natural to a lot of people with ADHD. Um, And not only does that not come naturally to ensure that that remains, for example, friendships that requires, you know, asking somebody how they are or asking how their mum is or, you know, and that is some often the amount of time, Stephanie, I've left a conversation and I've gone, Jesus, her, her, just say her, you know, brother wasn't well or her, her mum was. And I didn't ask the most, the, the thing I wanted to ask.
0: Because you forgot? Because you forgot yes. to remember? Yeah, because, you know, like both which is it, and, both?
1: And equally because maybe they've asked me, just say, um, how are you? And you can get carried away and you can go on and on. and And it looks like I don't, it can look like one doesn't care when that couldn't be further from the truth. It's just that it's difficult to equally. I'm trying to remember what to say. Yes. And if I have something that I want to say, I'm scared I'll forget it if I don't blurt it out quite quickly. So so often that's, you know, my primary focus to appear normal in inverted commas. So and that takes a lot of work. Yeah. You know, and then we're often not actually listening, listening. because I'm you know, I'm focused on, OK, I want to I want to say it this way. I don't want to appear stupid or I don't Rude want to appear. Or yeah, whatever. absolutely. So, so I'm not really actually listening to what the person is saying either, which doesn't go down well with friendships
0: either. So those things can be really exhausting. Yeah. And I think as well from my small bit of research that it's like it appears like you don't care. But mm-hmm. actually what's happening is that the sociological things that neurotypical people have decided. Yeah. Equals what caring looks like mm-hmm. like she knows I know that this person cares for me because she has done X, Y and Z mm-hmm. all of that based on your typical model like the way that you might show you care is not standard based on your typical people and therefore mm-hmm. it's not read as caring and the things that you don't meet are seen Are you don't do the things that your pe- typical people do and therefore equals you don't care
1: and that is so true And it, and it with all of what you've just said there, we're comparing because we do. We're comparing ourselves to neurotypical people. So when I'm comparing myself to other people similar to myself, they may have stuff going on, but I don't know. It's not visible to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Um, I, I just see them. It appears that they're coping, that they're they're able to plan things, that they're able to, um, to focus on, on certain things, that they're that they can prioritize tasks, that they're, y- y- you know, that they're they're able to get through their day effortless, effortlessly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, so that's what. I, so then you're left with that going oh, gee, like how how can this be so difficult? And, and and the thing is, often, and I'm not saying it's all but just it, it's not always the case that it's it's you want to and and that's the struggle it's that you want to but you don't know how so it's like the it's it's like the tools are there or we're aware and we can we can have that thought but to implement it to actually process it Number one, to articulate what what we want to do can be very difficult. And how we say it can be we don't have the words. Um, And secondly, then to actually implement what it is, the thought process. That's really, really hard. And it's not that we won't, but it's that we can't. But then, you see, if I'm comparing myself to somebody who doesn't have ADHD or they're comparing themselves to to, or they're looking at from their experience, Well, of
0: course, I guess you'll just try harder or just focus. While I have you here and I have your captive attention, I want to let you know that if you are a basically supporter, if you are a Headstuff Plus member, I have an opportunity for you. So from now on, I want to change how my show was introduced. Usually I say, hello and welcome to Basically. I'm your host, Stephanie Preisner, And today in studio, I have, you know that bit, you've heard it all. From now on, I want a different podcast supporter to introduce my show because I really am grateful to the people who support the podcast. They mean that, you know, their five euro a month means that I can have a producer working full time on the show. And it's just I really, really am grateful. So I'm going to give you an address and I want you to send a voice note that says, Hi, my name is mary and i'm a headstuff supporter and the reason i like what listening to the show is because blah 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 you are listening to basically and then i'll come in so what i want you to do is send your voice note to www.speakpipe.com forward slash basically that's speak s-p-e-a-k pipe p-i-p-e dot com forward slash basically and when you go to that site what comes up basically is this uh this big button that says start recording and you just record directly into that and then it gets sent to us and then you will be introducing the show. Thank you so much for your support. Come on, sissy that pod, let's get sickening are you a fan of the Emmy award winning show RuPaul's Drag Race do you think about Roxy Andrews at the bus stop and do you belong in Party City well Sissy.pod Pod is the podcast for you join me, James and my co-host Keen. is there something on my face as we chat weekly about the runway realness sickening shade and backstage buffoonery that's right whether it's new episodes of Drag Race US UK or All Stars Sissy.pod will spill the tea with a new episode for you within 24 hours. So make good choices and subscribe to Sissy.pod from the Head Stuff Podcast Network, and we'll leave you gagging on our eleganza. Now, let the music play. What are the things that you put in place? Like, so say if one of your difficulties, I think you mentioned, is like getting up in the morning and getting out of the house. Like, uh-huh. what what, are or, or other difficulties that you might have? What are the things that Changed once you got the diagnosis that you were yeah. able to like put in place and be like oh it like is the diagnosis just an excuse then to be like actually I have ADHD so I'm just terrible at this and I'm not even going to try yeah no I haven't no. actually
1: tried no <laughs> that was yeah. I, I presume that was the answer yeah. no I mean or what did the diagnosis do for you yeah and this is, here's the thing it, it's 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 not an excuse at all it's an exp- again explanation yeah and it's that's that's what it can do, sharing um, or recognising um, that the reason why you have got to a certain age and there is, you know, that you have difficulty in, in doing certain things. Um, and, and that's just the behaviours. Yeah. Equally, how you feel about yourself, how you how you view yourself in this perfect world that, uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's the underlying, I would say, um, the underlying symptoms that, that nobody sees. Yeah. And that is when we recognize that there's actually a name for for the way we live in the world. And um, that can be very, very helpful um, because a lot of those and, um, you know, a lot of the the actual symptoms there it's executive functioning difficulties right and they are they are just everyday simple everyday tasks that people without ADHD um can can carry out without like thinking and yes there may be times when they get frazzled or they get overwhelmed with th- the amount they have to do but that's times it's not their lifetime mm-hmm. and and understanding that you know and recognizing that what it is um, you have is is an actual neurodevelopmental condition. We're actually wired differently um, and that can be really, really helpful and liberating. And, you know, allow yourself start that process to kind of go, OK, well, I'm not a mess or I'm I'm not, you know, I am
0: enough. And, and I think that's where it really starts. Um, sorry, um, you've just reminded me that hmm. you, So you talked about the first psychiatrist who was like, no, you don't take all the boxes. Yeah. Then what happened? Oh, excuse me, yeah. So that's very ADHD, jumping around I am. Uh, sorry. i was <laughs> um, following you around the place.
1: <laughs> so, um, so, uh, the second one, then I went to, um, sorry, excuse me, the first one actually was a psychologist. And this is no reflection on them. This is just that maybe I hadn't articulated or didn't have the words to articulate how I experienced um, my ADHD, to be fair. And then the second one, I, prob- I I just knew. And yes, so then that was without a shadow. I did have ADHD.
0: Yeah. And, and how long did that process, how long did the second thing take was it like one session was it questionnaires did someone have to go with you like what is the process
1: Yes so it was with and it is quite different now but it was with a psychiatrist and it was on my own and it was a questionnaire um which um it's not often on the present it's it's kind of it's 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 your history Yes um so I think maybe there was a few was there school reports or they that uh, I knew myself that I hadn't and, and that was a real red flag for me, because I hadn't achieved academically, when I knew that I could, if things had been put in place, or if that, if I'd, if maybe you know, if 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 I had had the sports, but then
0: again, this is like career. this is what kind of sports do you think you would have benefited from? Like, like a one-to-one teacher, having breaks, or what things do you think would have helped?
1: I would say that if a person is what would have helped?
0: You see, this was I was in I was born in nineteen seventy-five. So. so Jane, I might just ask you what what are the signs and symptoms of ADHD? Yes,
1: because that's I suppose where um that that's important to, to understand to if if somebody um a child or an adult um has difficulties, like the, the, the characteristics or the traits um of ADHD that are um, the classic symptoms would be inattention, um, hyperactivity, and impulsivity. Now, here's the thing: that all people can be impulsive, you know. Mm-hmm. We can all be hyperactive and we can all be very distracted. Um, but the difference between receiving um a diagnosis and not receiving a diagnosis is the impact it can have on your day-to-day life so it's the intensity of those symptoms and how it affects um, your life day-to-day and 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 that is huge I would say and it can look it can look like that somebody is struggling to focus, right? And ADHD,
0: I think it's. I, I don't. Um, I don't agree with the hyperactive because it's because there is ADD, right? As well, there is. Is there? Is that also a diagnosis where the H is not there?
1: Yeah, and good question. It was twenty thirteen. The, the diagnostic manual, the DSM five, which would be used to um, diagnose people with ADHD. Um, in the last, um, in twenty thirteen, they changed that. So they. It used to be ADD and there and ADHD and now it's ADHD. Um, so they've um, added in the hyperactive um, and that's
0: where then the um, So even if you don't have that symptom if you don't have that hyperactivity oh because they're saying you do have it but it's just being experienced differently because it might be hyperactive thoughts or
1: Well it's yes and it's inattentive so it's, you have ADHD
0: inattentive or you have ADHD attentive or, or ADHD combined, combined. Exactly. Okay great and then I suppose if, if you do get a diagnosis and it is you do get early intervention which I think is key for children Absolutely what yeah. are the sort of flip sides of these characteristics and these symptoms that can be that can be made positive if intervention happens that is a very, very that is so important because i i believe and, and now
1: and i think we are living i hope in and we are living in a culture that one in five people are neurodiverse yeah um and like that's 20% of human race think differently and if you look at all the you know, all those people who, who think outside the box, often they have ADHD um, and and often it's because they know they have ADHD. So they are um, working to their strengths. And I think that is the most important thing with ADHD. If a person finds something they are passionate about and they love, then they can have a hugely successful life and successful career in, in in what's chosen. And that starts when they're, you know, six or seven. Um, if if they don't understand what um how they tick and how they operate, well then that can be that that can be that can be the other side of it. If, if you even just look at the symptoms of ADHD, you know, the core symptoms of impulsivity, um, the opposite of impulsivity is creativity. And you know, creativity is not something that we decide at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday, I'm going to be creative. Yeah. So 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 the very essence of what impulsivity is um allows and enables um, a person, I think, to be creative. So uh, so that can be such a strength if and when it's if, if it's understood. You know, distractibility and, and, and the flip side of distractibility is, I would say, you know, a natural curiosity. Again, a natural curiosity, that's not something you can teach a child and go, okay. now I want you to be curious. You either are or you aren't. That's 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 built inside. And again, that can be wonderful, absolutely wonderful um, when it's nurtured and when it is um, when it is supported. Uh, And that can be that can be so so that can lead you to anything that that can lead you to the, you know, having you know, achieving what you would like to achieve and thinking the way other people do not think. Um, And then the hyperactivity, kind of the restlessness, you know, who doesn't want to have, you know, lots of energy? Like, I mean, isn't that brilliant? You you know,
0: um, and I guess once that is harnessed and and focused into something that is of interest to them, it's not going to be destructive or or hold people back. That's the thing. So these things can be turned into assets. So simply by being understood
1: and it's recognising it and once it's recognised in a person then we can manage it and then we can live very well with it and that's that's the part that is so wonderful but equally it's 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 here that's the part that's sad if if it's not diagnosed and if it's not understood and you know talking about it even today Stephanie the the perception and the stigma surrounding um neurodevelopmental co- developmental conditions in general and in particular here um ADHD is it, it doesn't allow for embracing you know difference uh, and you know isn't it brilliant to think outside the box you know it's part of you know it's part of human nature and 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 we need to look at it differently and equally if we think of ADHD as the, you know, the classic symptoms we're missing. We're missing something um, that that will result in people not being diagnosed because they assume it's it's a certain it's 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 just these symptoms. So it's not going to be nurtured or or um, or the, the best in a person is is not going to 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 flow because they they feel like they are you know, that
0: that it's them. So and parents shouldn't be like afraid to get their child to seek a diagnosis no. because either way, with or without the diagnosis, mm. your child isn't going to change. But with so a diagnosis and with the right support, mm-hmm. they can absolutely thrive. Whereas yeah. without it, they're not going to change. They're just not going to be able to be supported in the way they need to be to, to to achieve what they could possibly achieve.
1: And that's it. And and that's the reason why it's so important to to change that, um, the dialogue and change the language surrounding, I would say, um, um, conditions like this. Because, you know, if you look at d- dyslexia, in, in, you know, in when I was growing up, that was considered to be, you know, kind of like a disadvantage. But now we know, like, you know, in 21st century, now we know that is not an obstacle to achieving um what you want uh, but it's that's a slow process um but people with who who have dyslexia they can achieve and but that takes time to 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 understand that but it's this stigma that i think people perceive um adhd even i remember listening on the radio i think it was last christmas there was um mm-hmm. there was something in an it um in i think a thlo- uh, in a I, I college and they were um, that the mics were off I think and one of the lecturers had said oh, yeah. oh yeah he's hyper he's ADHD now that's that person that's how that person understands it yeah. you know so that's doing nothing for 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 I suppose y- you know gaining a deeper insight or intersta- understanding of ADHD because, because when you think of ADHD you think of that hyperactive boy and we are comparing our, you know, you know we are comparing adults you're comparing females to that hyperactive boy which is just
0: you it know it means that a lot of children and adults are going under the radar absolutely Jane for listeners if anyone feels like they themselves might want to get um, might want to seek a diagnosis or mm-hmm. is seeing anything in their children where would you recommend is a first port of call before we finish
1: yes so um there is an organisation called ADHD Ireland um, and they offer some really super supports. Um, Do you need a diagnosis or can you go to them to seek one? They are a support. um, okay. So so they don't actually um, diagnose but they would point you in the right direction. But they also have a lot of because currently there's very few um, there is very few uh, I think psychiatrists in Ireland who who have the um, expert knowledge in ADHD. So, So so it is um, it is under resourced at the minute. But I think that is changing um, hopefully moving forward. But yes, I'd say ADHD aren't have super supports in place that um, that, you know, find your group or find, especially for kiddies, find like minded people. Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't have to be hidden. You know, it doesn't have to be not spoken about, you know. I bet you, you can name lots of males with ADHD adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you name one female? Apart from yourself? No. No. <laughs> Not that have been. Because people don't because it's that perception. Yeah. You know,
0: who wants to be compared to that? But I can name several with yeah. with depression, with eating disorders, mm. who struggled at school, who probably, you know, if mm. they sought it, might get it. And Jane, if people want to get in touch with you directly, where can they find you?
1: Uh, yes, they can. Um, I have a website and it's, Um, Jane Hare that's J-A-N-E-H-E-H-I-R dot I-E and um, I am a counsellor and psychotherapist for adults and I'm located in Dublin 4 in Donnybrook.
0: Great. yeah! Thank you so much for joining me and thank you listeners for listening to another episode of Basically. We will be back with you next week. If you would like to support the podcast and become a Headstuff podcast member, you can do that on headstuffpodcast.com forward slash register and I would be very grateful. Our music is by Only Ruin. Our graphic design is by Kahlo Gara. We are produced today by the lovely Tara McCamley and we are part of the Headstuff podcast network. See you soon.